When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Good to have you here on Listen Up. What do you want to talk about today? We can talk NBA. We can talk NFL free agency. We can talk about Mike Brown being the Western Conference Coach of the Month for February. I don't get caught up in the Coach of the Month things. There have been a lot of coaches that have won Coach of the Year, and the next year they're fired. So, uh, But it's good recognition. I would say that. It's very good recognition uh, for the Kings. So, you know, I think that's good. Fox would did not get uh, player of the month. I thought he would. They went to Nikola Jokic. And uh, Keegan Murray did not get uh, rookie of the month, just to keep you posted. All right, NBA tonight, the Clippers are playing the Warriors in San Francisco. Of course, the Clippers are in Sacramento tomorrow. You got the Pacers at the Spurs. Mavericks host the 76ers and the Raptors and the Wizards. Keep an eye on that 76ers-Mavericks game because Dallas is still uh, reeling, all right? They've only won one game when Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic are on the, in the lineup, and that was against the pathetic Spurs. So, you know, the Mavericks are in a situation where uh, they better start winning some games soon here. You know, when you look at the standings uh, in the Western Conference, Dallas is now seventh at 32-31, and 31, all right? And you look at Sacramento – they're two games back in Memphis. They are three games up on Phoenix. And then Golden State is now fifth at 32 and 30. It's a big game tonight with the Golden State Warriors and the Clippers because they both are basically tied, although the Clippers have one more loss than Golden State. The Warriors are 32 and 30, and the Clippers are 33 and 31. It's a big game. Big game. Now, remember, the Clippers are in Sacramento tomorrow to wrap up the season series. Dallas still has two games left with Sacramento, both in Dallas later this month. The Lakers are now going to be without LeBron James for at least three weeks. I predict they'll be out for the rest of the season because I think when it comes time for him to possibly return, the Lakers will be done at 30 and 33. All right. Let's get to some phone calls here on this show. We can go in any direction you want today. I'm all good with that. Why don't we start with Brian? Brian, welcome to the program. How are you today? Brian, you there? Hello, Brian. Hi. Can't hear you, buddy. I'll put you back in the audience. Again, if you want to get in on the program today, very easy. Just hit your hand icon. Uh, and I will put you on. Uh, NBA, all right, 
East. We talk about the West a lot. Milwaukee is now a half game in front of Boston for the top spot. Philly, who's playing in Dallas tonight, is third. They got a nice cushion on the fourth-place Cavaliers, five games in the loss column. Then you got the Knicks, the Nets, the Heat, and Atlanta. And then Toronto and Washington are ninth and tenth, respectively. Very interesting, when you look at Milwaukee, now all of a sudden 45 and 17. And the number one seed last year, Miami, is seventh at 33 and 30. Isn't it interesting that the number one seeds, respectively, in the conference East and West, or nowhere near that this year. Although, keep an eye on Phoenix now with Kevin Durant. Think about this. The Suns are 34 and 29. Now, you don't really get a read. They played Charlotte the other night, so I'm not going to get carried away with that. But keep an eye on the Phoenix Suns. That is for sure. You know, you got Devin Booker. You got Chris Paul. You got DeAndre. And now, all of a sudden, you add Kevin Durant. That's pretty damn good. I, I still... You know, Denver and Phoenix, to me, are the two teams that I think had the best chance of representing the West. You know, I'm not, I'm not sure about Memphis anymore. They got so many issues going on, you know, off the court there. You know, when they get Steven Adams back, when they get healthy, you know, we know how good they are. Okay, we know how good they are. But, you know, at some point, you got to ask yourself, what the hell is going on? with uh, Morant. Now, the update on Steven Adams, he's been uh, doing five-on-five work, but they're not expecting him back. Well, he might be coming back this week now that I think about it. I'll have to look at their schedule. You know, they they were uh, updating him as of five day, four days ago. I want to make sure he did not play in that last game last night against Houston. I'm going to check the box score. I don't believe he did, but I'm going to check. Now, the one thing about Memphis, we know that they have the talent, all right? We know they have the talent. Now, Adams, yeah, he did play. Beg your pardon. Did he play? Nope, beg your pardon. He did not play. So he is still out. He's going to be coming back soon. Going to be coming back soon. And that's going to, you know, again, you're going to have to look at Memphis because when they're healthy, you know, they're a dynamite team. But they got a lot of issues going on off the floor. And I'm not sure how that is going to all unfold. But again, you know, LeBron, by the time he gets back, they say he has a tendon injury in his foot. He's going to get checked in three weeks. Well, you know, it's March already. Three weeks, a long time to be out of action, okay? That's just the way it is. I don't see the Lakers getting into this dance, and I'm talking about the play-in tournament. I don't see that happening. I really don't. All right. What do you want to talk about? NBA? You want to talk about NFL free agency? Where's your favorite quarterback going? What about Lamar Jackson? Right? What about Lamar Jackson? What about... Aaron Rodgers, is he going to be in Green Bay or is he going to be elsewhere? What about a Baker Mayfield? What about Jimmy Garoppolo? All right. What about the franchise tags? What about Daniel Jones of the Giants? Saquon Barkley. All right. 
where are the franchise tags going to be used? A lot of action now in the NFL as we turn the calendar. How about Mike McCarthy throwing Kellen Moore under the bus, who has now left the Dallas Cowboys? Now, let's say that the Packers don't have Aaron Rodgers. Let's say that the Ravens don't have Lamar Jackson. Boy, what a change that would be. And then who's going to be your starting quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders? Right? Where do you think Lamar Jackson would go? And by the way, you know, if you look at the Miami Dolphins, not committing long-term to Tua yet, that's very interesting. And I don't see how you could. You know, he is – I know we say this all the time. You're one injury away. But he's one concussion away from maybe never playing again. We're talking about Tua in Miami. So, if you know, you're looking at this NFL free agency. Do the Dolphins make a big splash? And do the Miami Dolphins grab a quarterback that's available? Yeah, you'd have to make a trade, but they got the capital to do it. We'll see. All right. What do you want to talk about today? Hit me up. I need a leadoff man, and we'll get the show rolling. We'll wrap up the week tomorrow. Pre-game, halftime, post-game tomorrow on YouTube. Ryan will take care of the pre-game show, and I'll be on at halftime and post-game for the Kings and the Clippers. All right, let's get to uh, some phone calls. we got a couple of people that want to get on. Why don't we start with E-Train? Hello, E-Train. Hey, Grant. How are you doing today? I'm well. Thank you very much. Hey, just uh, you know, talking about how bad the Kings are on defense, can you remember any NBA team that won a championship that had such a bad defense? Not off the top of my head. Not this bad. No, I, I cannot. I, I really Perfect. cannot. Thanks. That's all I had for you today. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Let's get to uh, John. John, you're on the show today. Good to have you on, buddy. Can you hear me, Grant? I can hear you loud and clear. Ah, oh, man, that was strange yesterday. I tried to get by towards the end of the show, and I was wondering if it was me. And then when Jeff couldn't get through a few minutes ago, I was wondering if it was you. But I'm glad that. Nope, it's not me. That was Brian who couldn't get through a couple of minutes ago. What's hey, going Brian, on, buddy? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I kind of wanted to capitalize and go a little bit on what we were talking, what you were talking about yesterday with the Kings. Well. With the first five games coming off of the All-Star break, if they would have said we were going to go two and three, I would have signed up for that. You know what I mean? I did not expect such a hot start for these Kings coming out of the All-Star break. Yeah, but you also didn't expect that Portland was going to rest their two best players and that Shea Gilgis-Alexander was going to get hurt. So, you know, if you had told me uh, that – Damian Lillard and Jeremy Grant would be rested and that Shea Gilgis Alexander would not play. I would have picked Sacramento at the worst to be three and one coming out of the break. So I, 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 you have to, you have to acknowledge that John, you can't ignore those aspects. I mean, that changes everything around. Oh, you're right. I'm not, I'm not ignoring that at all. Even, but even at the beginning of those games, I, I knew it was more of a crapshoot than a one side, a potentially one-sided affair. And that's for Portland. I'll just say for that one, for that one. And Shea Gilgis-Alexander, 
when that guy plays, he is on point. So, you know, I want to play yep. against the best guys also, you know, every time. But, you know, it's when they're not there, you know, you well, just got to take them. This is, like we always say, Grant, and who knows, this is why we play the games. And who knows about the Clippers tomorrow because they're playing tonight. You know the Clippers. You never know who the hell's playing and who's not playing. Uh, I can't imagine the Clippers, though, resting guys now. They're they're trying to get a top six spot where they don't have to be in the play-in, and right now they're sixth. So I, I would expect I, – again, I can't guarantee it. I would expect that, you know, the Clippers would have their full uh, allotment of players tomorrow. But, again, we are talking about the Clippers, so who the hell knows? I wholeheartedly agree, Grant, in the way Kawhi's come out and playing so well. I mean, and Kawhi, postseason, I mean, look what he has done, you know, with Toronto and Young yep. with San Antonio and so forth. I mean, that's what he does. Um, one yep. thing I wanted to talk a little bit about, you were talking about yesterday about um, George Toma, you know, that yep. master greenskeeper from Kansas City and uh, multiple golf yep. courses and stuff. And uh, I heard something that my father talked about, about that guy a long time. He said, uh, someone asked him, someone said that, man, George Toma, he could grow grass on the moon. And he answered the question and he said, he said, what kind of grass? Because I need a stable (laughs) temperature. So he had an answer for it. It it was something I laughed at. It's an old conversation I had with my father and he would have loved Hearing that yesterday, I wanted to just wanted to throw that on board and uh, go Kings and uh, let's get to the rest of your show. Thanks for taking my call, buddy. See you, man. Be good. Thank you very much. Bye bye. All right, again, if you want to get in on the program, we can do it. Darren Fox, by the way, is expected to play tomorrow. I know a couple of people were wondering because he did not play in the last game, so uh, the Kings should be uh, fully loaded and ready to roll tomorrow. They got to ha- they have a game tomorrow and they have a game on Saturday. So they got a back-to-back this weekend with the Clippers uh, and uh, Minnesota. Busy weekend for the Sacramento Kings. All right, let's get to Ryan in Sacktown. Hello, Ryan. How are you today? Hey, buddy. Doing well. Yourself? I'm well, thank you. Hey, uh, do you see this uh, report card that came down from the NFLPA and the NFL players about uh, each team's facilities and their accommodations to the teams? I did not see that, no. So the NFLPA uh, polled, I believe they got 1,300 responses, which is about half of the active players. Right. And uh, they graded the team's uh, cafeterias, facilities, accommodations to family members, training staff, weight rooms, et cetera. And it didn't come out so well. It actually came out really bad. And this may be rant worthy to be quite honest with you on some of this stuff. Um, so seeing that you haven't well, read it, I would go yeah. check that out. All right. Well, just give me a, a tease me a little bit on it. So what, what did you find as the most interesting aspect of that? Uh, just how kind of petty it was, to be honest with you. We're, we're talking about some teams did not offer – Uh, breakfast one day a week another team um let's see they had leaky toilets Uh, (laughs) um let's see the the Niners fared pretty well Vegas fared pretty well the Commanders and Arizona did not fare so well so it's just they they report card scored teams on eight categories 
basically. Gotcha. Well, I, I'm personally more concerned about grading the players that play uh, on the teams, not really whether the toilet leaks or not. You know what I mean? I don't really know how much relevance I would put into this other than it's now March and we got to talk about something with the NFL. So maybe maybe we talk about this, but I, I don't really have a lot of interest in that, to be honest with you. Yeah, no, I, it, it's like I said, I think it's more of a rant piece. Like, what the hell yep. are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. Yep. Anyways, um, getting back to some real stuff. Uh, you're talking about Lamar Jackson. It seems there's kind of a bigger problem going on in um, Baltimore with the front office. Um, yep. Everybody seems to be complaining about, you know, the way that they're throwing players under the bus. I mean, it seems like a place nobody wants to be. Well, Eric DaCosta is the general manager, and he's getting called out uh, for, you know, a couple of things. I know one of the receivers, uh, I think earlier today or yesterday, you know, had some pretty harsh comments for him. So they are – it doesn't seem like that ship is going very smooth right now. There seems like there are some issues. You know, that that is for sure. Um, I know Bateman – I got the quote right here, all right? He said, how about you play – to your player's strength and stop pointing the finger at us and number eight, blame the one you let do this. We take the heat 24 seven, keep us healthy, care about us and see what happens. Ain't no promises though. Tired of y'all lying and uh, capping on players for no reason. It's a pretty interesting comment. Yeah, it is. And it makes sense. I mean, they, they have come out. I mean, you've heard Hollywood Brown make comments about them in the past now that he's left Baltimore. And, um, you know, it just doesn't seem like the place Lamar Jackson wants to or really can play at this point. Yep. I, I think it's time for new scenery. Um, if he is there, it's going to be a very interesting team to watch. There's no doubt about that. By the way, Bateman uh, deleted his tweet 40 minutes after what I just read and posted a new tweet quote, my apologies with an emoji of two people hugging, but you know, his point was made and everyone saw it. So I don't really know how much an apology is going to mean there, but again, uh, it, it, they got to, they got to figure out what they're going to do with the quarterback. I mean, I think we know that. I mean, it starts right there with Lamar Jackson, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Yeah, you know what? I kind of feel like you are talking about all the different quarterbacks in the action and free agency. It, it's either going to be Miami, you brought up Tua, or it's going to be yep. Baltimore. One of those shoes is going to have to drop before the rest of them start rolling because there needs to be that precedent because they're only hanging yep. on to that Deshaun Watson guaranteed contract, and all of those guys are going to want that. Absolutely. I don't think there's any question about that. I think Tua is the most interesting uh, situation to watch just because of the concussions that he has suffered. And listen, Ryan, we know this. I mean, one more concussion, he may be out of football. I mean, he may, he may just say that, you know, I can't play anymore or they may not let him play anymore. You know, that that's, and, and I got to tell you, the chances of him playing and not getting hit in the head are very remote. Right. Yeah, it kind of seems like the best that would be the best outcome for all parties, whether Tua would want to continue to play or not, because PR wise, it's going to be a nightmare with Tua going back out there, getting hurt and, you know, having yep. a franchise tag on him rather than, you know, having a contract 
for another two or three years that may have may have had more guaranteed money. Um, you know, I, I think the best way for Miami to kind of tread water on that one is franchise them and then draft a quarterback. And I think that's kind of the benign treatment to that situation. Um, and if he gets hurt, then you gotta, you gotta make a big splash at some point. Um, especially with all the stuff they have on both sides of the ball right now, they're, they're ready. To well, go. thank goodness that we've got, uh, that to look forward to, uh, in the NFL before the draft, because this is going to be an interesting period of time. This is going to be a very interesting period of time. And I agree with you that that's going to start a domino effect uh, with other teams. I mean, there are a lot of very uh, capable quarterbacks right now that are available. And teams need quarterbacks. It's going to be very interesting to see what they're prepared to give up to go get a guy like that. You know, it I mean, we, we, we haven't really talked about Jimmy Garoppolo much, but you got to figure he's going to be on a team somewhere and he's going to be starting somewhere. The question is, where is he going to be starting? Exactly, Grant. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting uh, few weeks once one drops, then the rest will get going. Yep. Um, hey, I was thinking about our show the other night, and we were talking about the NBA dress code and some of the stuff the players yep. are uh, wearing, and I came up with a little idea. If uh, they're not going to clean it up a little bit, I think Adam Silver should have to wear every outfit that his players wear into the arenas to the NBA office on Fifth Avenue. Boy, God forbid. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> What do you think about well, that? As I said, God forbid. I mean, I just, uh, man, I, I I do think it's getting out of hand. I think it's out of control. But knowing Adam Silver, he won't even acknowledge it, bring it up, because he says he's a puppet, not all the players in the NBA. So I, I doubt very much you'll see anything coming out of the NBA, especially as they're in the middle of negotiating a new collective bargaining agreement. I doubt very much that's on the table. Well, yeah, I, I doubt he's going to do anything either because it's a marketing tool, right? They're, mm -hmm. they're making segments of it on all the different television shows. People are talking about it on the radio. We're talking about it. So, you know, I guess no harm, no foul is the way they're probably looking at it. But it, it's just kind of ridiculous, especially that Dylan Brooks look. I mean, come on. Well, when you say no harm, no foul, when I if I'm the commissioner of the NBA and I'm looking at my TV ratings uh, of the All-Star game and I'm looking at my TV ratings of the last several NBA finals and I'm looking about my looking at my playoff ratings, uh, I'm not going to say no harm, no foul. I'm going to say, OK, you know what? We need to fix this and we need to increase our television ratings with our billion dollar partners all right that's what i would be doing if i were the commissioner but i'm not the commissioner i'm just i'm just some guy watching and following the league yeah but grant i mean on the flip side of that it, that's the way these guys dress short of them wearing something inappropriate is not going to affect television ratings that much uh, I mean, very I, I very that, I, I i you know what i disagree with you i think it's all i think it all adds up to the whole product and I think that every little thing can help the uh, popularity of your league. Now, you might be right. You might say, well, Grant, you know what the players are wearing to and from the arena is not going to affect whether someone watches the game or not. Maybe you're right. OK, but you can't tell me that everyone that watches players, you know, that are shown coming into the league think, gee, that's great. Gee, I really like that. Really, that that makes me more of a fan. I think it all adds up. I think everything adds up. And the other the other issue that we're dealing here with, okay, if if 
that has nothing to do. Then what what is the reason, Ryan? What is the reason that the popularity of the NBA continues to decline annually? Again, look at the All-Star game we just had. It was the worst rated All-Star game, the worst ratings ever. The NBA Finals. Okay, so what's the reason for that? Is it just the way the game is played? Is it the wokeness of the NBA? Is it the popularity of the players such as LeBron James and others turning away some fans with their actions off the court? I mean, or does it encompass everything, Ryan? Because there has to be a reason for it. It just doesn't happen naturally. I mean, the NFL ratings keep on going up. Their ratings get higher and higher, and the NBA doesn't. So it's not just all sports. What's the reason for the NBA? So, so Grant, I, I do think it does encompass everything to a degree. Everything the NBA does isn't always targeted at every age range with their audience, right? Correct. But yep. if I'm looking at why the ratings have dropped, the number one thing that I am looking at is how the NBA is consumed, Okay. You know as well as I do, you can go on Twitter, you can catch 15-second highlights 30 seconds after they happen, and you don't have to sit down and watch a whole game. And second thing is you have more exposure to these superstars, right? They're on Twitter, they're doing different things outside of the NBA, much different than, you know, back in the 80s, 90s, sure, Jordan was doing McDonald's and Gatorade commercials, but... He wasn't all, all right. So how's that, how's that different than the NFL? I can do the same thing with my NFL players. Well, and why, well, how's it different? So let, let me, let me get to my last two points, which are okay. probably the most important points. The, the whole thing about players taking night offs, nights off and load management, that has to be turning off people to the game. And the fourth thing is predictability. The games are predictable. It's it's sloppy basketball. It's a bad product. You know, the refs are going to be bad. All you're going to see is a bunch of threes hooked up. Rarely do you see any fundamentals and good defense. And so those are those are the big areas. I mean, I agree with you. I agree with everything you just said. I I those are the biggest reasons. I totally agree with you. I think the and that's why I think the NBA and Adam Silver look really bad here because he just he he's a puppet, and I I I think you hit on all of them. I I, I think it, you can encompass everything, but the ones at the end I think would be the biggest reasons. I, I don't think there's any question about that. I think fans are getting disgusted with load management. I think fans, uh, a lot of fans, are tired of the way the game is played, where it becomes a three-point shooting contest for all intents and purposes. You know they're. Offense is sexy. People do like do like offense, but man, oh man, um, I don't know if fans just like you know forty to fifty three pointers taken every game. I, I don't think that's sexy for the NBA. I really don't. Yeah, but Grant, see, that's the sexy factor right now in the league. That's what the league thinks is sexy. The players think sexy. It's not, you know, uh, alley oop. It's not these massive Gerald Wallace dunks down the lane. Yep. It's fancy three-pointers it's turning around before the ball even goes through the hoop and you know if i want that i'll just watch horse on youtube or something yep. else um so so that's where it's a little bit different and i mean adam silver you say he's a puppet but you know there's not uh, y- you've got to hit those major areas first and i've got to believe the nba players association is going to want 
to make the product better. And they're going to want to get the biggest TV deals also for their players. So, I mean, refereeing, we see guys bitch about the referees every single night. That's a huge problem that we already talked about. So uh, you chip away a couple of those things. You're already in the you're already in the green when it comes to every fan base or every type of consumer well, that consumes the NBA. The next biggest uh, barometer, okay, the the next biggest measuring stick of where the league is will be when the new TV contracts come out, okay? Because there has been some comments made by top TV execs that they're not paying what they have been paying for the NBA because of the things that we're just talking about. So that will be the next, that will be the next sign of where the NBA is at, how much the TV contracts are going to be. Because if the TV contracts go down, everything else in the league goes down, player salaries and everything else will go down the cap, all the things that we talk about every year. So that's going to be the next big measuring stick when the new TV deals come out. Yes, it will be. And let's throw this in when we talk about TV, too. You know, back even in the early 2000s when the Kings started to make that turn, uh, or I should say the late 90s, made that turn to become a better team, they started getting more exposure on national TV. Um, Granted, it wasn't like they were getting in 2002, 3, 4, but they were getting more exposure in the last, I would say, eight years. And now that there's minimal exposure on network TV for the NBA, it used to be NBA on NBC all the time. You, I, I don't remember if ABC still had NBA at that time, but it was easier to have a national game that's over broadcast TV rather than cable TV. Um, but what I'm getting at is they're force feeding the same teams down everyone's throats. And even if it's LeBron, even if it's Boston, people are getting tired of seeing that there's, there's some very, there's good teams that are fun to watch that don't get a single game on national TV. I mean, look at Orlando with Van Caro. You don't think, he deserves one game on national TV. You don't think people would tune in to watch that, but instead you're just watching the same reruns every single week when it's on national. Well, I, I, I don't think anybody would watch Orlando if they were on national TV, but I, your point is well taken. I think the Kings next year will be on national TV a minimum of 10 times, a minimum of 10 times. Yeah, I, I think at least 10 combined. Yep. It, probably yep. some ESPN combined with TNT, but... That's right. Um, exactly. I, I think they'll be on a combined 10 times. Yeah. They, they've just got to find a way to keep it fresh. And it is not fresh right now. No, it's no, it's, it's definitely not. Nope. Yeah. And again, that's why I wonder, is the, is the commissioner going to start implementing changes? Are these things that, you know, the one thing I will say, the NBA has always been very innovative and ahead of the curve. I know because I was at the meetings every summer in New York. Right. And they used to tell us what was coming on in the pipeline. And so the one thing I have learned about the NBA is they, they don't they don't just sit around and go, oh, well, everything's fine. They are trying to stay ahead of the curve. But now they're negotiating a new deal with the CBA. So is that something that's these things being talked about behind the scenes or are they waiting until the deal gets done and then try to fix the game? So we'll, we'll see. But that's the one thing I would say about the NBA. They have always tried to stay ahead of the curve. 
But right now, in my opinion, they're behind the curve. That's that's my observation on the league. They're behind the curve. They have a lot of issues. They have a lot of concerns, not just a couple of concerns, in my opinion. They have many concerns, and I think their game needs to be fixed. Not, not as bad as what baseball is undergoing. And baseball, by the way, I give them credit because I like what they're doing in spring training, and I think that the results, although it's only been for a week, have been very positive. Yes. Baseball admitted, baseball admitted, okay, you know what? We have problems. We need to fix our game, and we're going to implement these rule changes, and this is the way it's going to be. And again, it's only been a week of, of spring training, but I think the overwhelming results have been very positive. I think the NBA needs to fix their game. Not, not, not as drastic as MLB, but the NBA needs to fix their game. And I think even the people that watch it on a regular basis that are the NBA junkies, I think most people would agree that the NBA needs to fix their game. Yeah, and uh, real quick to speak to MLB, I mean, MLB is like the most staunch base of traditionalists. We don't change yes. the game, and they're recognizing they need to change. So um, much respect to them for that. Do you, do you think you talk about the NBA always being ahead of the curve? Do you think the long-term strategic planning that probably David Stern had his hand in the pot in is starting to run out and now silver is just floundering without ideas? Well, in my opinion, the biggest difference in the two is the lack of a backbone for Adam Silver. David Stern was not afraid to run his league both privately and publicly. And I don't know what goes on privately with Adam Silver, but publicly his image has been extremely tarnished over the last couple of years. And I think that's a real issue for the NBA. And, and regardless of how you feel about what's going on in the country, you know, our sports leagues are becoming more and more woke every year. And I believe that that has turned off a lot of fans. I really believe that. I, I believe that based on everything that I read, trying to look at social media, looking at comments, when people are doing, getting polled about why they don't watch the NBA anymore, that keeps on coming up as one of the big reasons. And I think the commissioner is extremely uh, guilty of that. I think he's gone overboard with his wokeness. I think it's absurd. And I think it's turning off a lot of people, not, not well, enough people to, you know, where they're going to turn their TVs off altogether. But I do believe that is part of it. I really do. Yeah. And I don't disagree with you, Grant, but I would love to see the demographics on that because uh, I feel like that would be it, like when we talk about the NFL and Colin Kaepernick taking a knee, a lot of the people, and I'm not saying all the people, but a lot of the people that took issue with that were of an older demographic, right? And, you know, there comes a time in every business where you need to focus on what your target audience is going to be. Who are you going to market towards? And it seems the NBA with the wokeness is really marketing towards the younger fan because the younger fans going to be, you know, there for the next. Yeah, but you're, you're, you're forgetting one, the mo you're, 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 you're forgetting the most important part of what you're just saying. Who has more money? The older demographic or the younger demographic? Go to any I, game and go walk around and tell me what's the what is the median age group of fans at NFL and NBA games? Is it the younger demographic or is it the older demographic? Okay? And to me it's not the younger demographic. So, you know, you might be right in terms of turning on the TV and internet 
and everything else. But that's not your that's not your bread and butter money winner for your sport. Well, it's it you know, Grant, it's probably not your bread and butter winner for your season ticket holders. But when you look at a lot of the corporate sponsors, you look at a lot of the people that are renting out the suites, which is where the money's made, right? For these guys every well, game. Corporate sponsors, number one. That's number one. Your corporate sponsors, the ads that you see on TV and the signage in the arenas. Yes, that would be number one. And you're starting to see a lot more tech companies. You're starting to see um, a lot more younger-based businesses per se. And I'm not saying that the big boys that have been around for a really long time advertising in the NBA aren't still there because they are. But, you know, I, I guess what I'm saying is Adam Silver has backed himself into a corner that he can't get out of. Because if once you've gone as woke and uh, I guess woke is all I'm going to say, as woke as he has, you can't walk that back. That's not something that you just go back and say, we're not going to recognize this again starting next year. You, you got to keep that going or you got to have somebody else come in and make a change. It, it, I just, cause he'll get killed either way. You know, the one thing I will compliment Adam Silver on, and I think it took a lot of courage is after the bubble in Orlando where black lives matter was everywhere, everywhere. It was like, it, it was everywhere. It was on the court. It was in the background. It was everywhere. And the ratings were awful and fans were complaining about it. And Adam Silver, after the bubble in Orlando, before the start of the next season, came out and said, you know what? In retrospect, we probably went overboard and we have to acknowledge that there are a lot of people that are tuning in the game to just watch the game. And you didn't see Black Lives Matter anywhere in any NBA arena on the court, outside on the signage. Um, you know, I live in Miami and they had a huge, huge huge black lives matter mural over the entire side of the arena that was removed after the bubble so i would say this i, I give adam silver credit for that because he acknowledged that the league made a mistake and came out and publicly you know admitted that and i thought that was a start of him saying hey wait a minute we need to reel things back in and we need to listen to our audience and we need to give our audience what they want he needs to do that again as it pertains to where the game is being played with too many three-pointers. There needs to be more of an inside presence in the game. And I, I go back to what Jerry Reynolds said years ago, you need to get rid of the corner three. If you got rid of the corner three, I think that would change the game in a very favorable light. What if you just got rid of the three altogether? Can't. You can't get rid of the three. That will never happen. It's too big of a game. Uh, that and, and I think that would hurt the game. I think fans would be turned off. You don't have to get rid of the three altogether. All you need to do is get rid of the corner three, and that's going to prevent teams from passing up wide-open layouts to kick out into the corner for what is a relatively easy shot for an NBA player. Where the arc stops becoming an arc and turns into a straight line towards the baseline, just get rid of that, okay? That will now be a two-point shot, not a three-point shot. That's all you need to do. Yeah, I'm in favor of that 100%. I mean, shoot, those guys can barely fit their feet between the uh, three-point line and the end line. Yep. Um, yep. But, yeah, just getting back really one last thing on the whole bubble thing. That was – and I, I'm not going political here, but that was – I don't think people realize how big of a mistake that was because 
that was the first time we had all been cooped up for COVID. There had been no sports yep. and they were the first league to reopen and all eyes were on them. That was the opportunity to really reclaim a new fan base or get yep. old fans back. And so I get you're why right. you're saying that was such a big mistake. It was a huge mistake. The ratings were horrible. I mean, listen, when you're a commissioner who is woke as can woke be, okay, comes out and says, we made a mistake by our messaging at the bubble. Wow. That's a, that's, that's a pretty, uh, I think the NFL makes a huge mistake. I think the NFL, as good as their ratings are and everything else, I think if the NFL got rid of all of their crap on the field and on the back of their helmets, I actually think their numbers would go up. I think their sponsorships would go up. I think their total revenue would go up. I think there are a number of people that are done with the NFL that don't want it, that don't watch it, that have stopped watching it because of that. I really believe that. And I believe that that left the field and left the back of helmets. I think the NFL, as good as their numbers are, I think they'd even be better. Why do you think the helmets are that big of a deal? People can't even see them really. In oh, the no, stands. you can I mean, see them. No, you, no, no, whoa, 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 whoa. Not the stands. Not the stands. TV. The, the, I get it. The, 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 the NFL doesn't make the money on the people in the stands. The NFL makes the money on their TV contracts, okay? And I think as good as the ratings are, I think they'd even go up more. I think fans, I'm one of them. I, I, I'll tell you, I have stopped watching all programming in the NFL except for the actual game, okay? I'm just turned off by it. I don't. I am done with all the crap they talk about on the pregame shows. And oh, I don't watch it anymore. I will not watch any of that. I uh, I have told I am done. I turn the game on at kickoff, and that's what I watch. And I will tell you when I see the close shots of the back of the helmets, I I say to myself, "Wow, I'm a fan of this team now." When I'm 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 a fan of the Giants, you know that. But I go, yeah. The teams that don't have any messaging on the back of their helmets, I'm like, man, I love that organization. That's the way it should be because there are several teams that will not allow the players to put messaging on the back of their helmets. And I think it's great. I'm a fan of that. And that to me is, and if I owned the team, I would make it very clear. Hey, if you want to play here, we want to have you, but the helmets are going to be uniform. We're all going to look the same when we're on the field. We're not going to have different messages on our helmets. We're not going to have, you know, stop hate, black lives matter. It takes all of us, choose love. That's not happening. If that's important to you, you let us know and we'll move you with another team. That's how I'm running my franchise. I'm so proud to be a New York Giants fan where not once have they had any crap on the back of their helmets. They don't even have Giants on the back of their helmets. They're, the white foam part is blank. There's nothing on there. And I love it. I think it is great. And there are other teams that do that as well. If you And listen, uh, it's the first time in my life I'm ever going to praise the Dallas Cowboys. You don't see any nonsense <laughs> on the back of the Cowboys helmets. It says Cowboys on the back of their helmets. I like that. I love that. Um, and I wish every team in the league would do that because I think the messaging on the back of the helmets is hypocritical. It's typical BS wokeness. And I think it does turn off a lot of fans. I'm turned off by it. I'm bothered by it. It absolutely does drive me nuts. Now, it doesn't drive me nuts enough to turn the game off, but I have turned off everything else involved with the NFL. I used to watch the pregame shows all the time. I happen to be friends with a couple of people that host the pregame shows. I don't even watch them anymore because I don't want to even hear what they're talking about with this nonsense because there's so much political woke BS. I don't want that in my sports. So I'm filtering it out as much as I can. No, I feel you. I, I feel like sports is one of those places that there's a reason you turn on yep. a game and it's to get away from all that other stuff. I mean, the Ryan, stuff on the Ryan, Ryan, I can't remember, and I really mean this, 
the last time I've had Sports Center on in my home. I mean, I'm even talking about for five seconds. I don't even know the anchors on Sports Center anymore because I have stopped watching it. I will not watch ESPN with the exception of two things a live sporting event or when my buddy Chris Russo is on Wednesdays occasionally. And even that I can take in small doses. And I only do it because he's one of my best friends. Those are the only that I don't watch anything else. If it's ESPN live programming, a game, I'll watch it. But I'm I will not watch. I have not watched SportsCenter in years. Yeah, and you're not alone for that reason. There's a lot of people that don't watch SportsCenter now because of the way we consume media. I, I'm one of those. I don't watch SportsCenter because I don't need to sit down for an hour and watch yep. the highlights. I can do it yep. much. E- I can work harder i can work harder or faster not harder so um yeah it's interesting grant i mean this is gone a whole different way but it's kind of the new age of everything that we have now i mean politics is being injected to tv series into just about anything you look at so hopefully sports can draw that line in the sand you know jim rome's been really really good about that uh he does not get into politics I nope, can count not much. On, yep, I can count on my hands the times that something's come up and it's have to had to do with gun violence. But um, yeah, it, it's not for me when it comes to sports. But me with neither. the messaging, the messaging on the back of the helmets, I, I think the problem for me is: Are you doing it because it's what you really believe in, or are you doing no. it because for the uh, exactly, exactly? So if Thanks, that's buddy. the case, all right, buddy. I appreciate your phone call. Thanks very much. The Grant and Ryan Show. Moving on now to other callers. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years. Complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give better help a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash grant. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. That's good stuff. Very good stuff. All right, let's get to Connor. Hello, Connor. How are you today? Doing good, Grant. How are you? I'm good, buddy. What's up? Yeah, I just wanted to kind of go off of what Ryan just said. I mean, 
I used to watch Sports Center almost religiously and on the daily, but I think it has a lot to do with obviously how technology and stuff has changed and like access to the highlights and everything. But I also think it has to do with just not liking having to listen to all the woke stuff. And every time that somebody says something that they don't like, they get fired the next day. So I think that's another yep. big reason why I don't care for it anymore. I, I would agree with you 100%. I don't know if there's a, a company in America more hypocritical than ESPN, and I refuse to support them. Yeah, I totally agree. And then I had a couple of things from some different sports today. I mean, you talked a little bit about MLB making its changes and stuff in spring training. I mean, it's a small sample size, but I saw Wandy Peralta, the Yankees today, he struck out a batter in 20 seconds. I mean, how insane is that? I mean, <laughs> That's incredible. Seriously, he struck out a batter in 20 seconds? Yeah, I mean, usually a yeah. at-bat takes like five <laughs> minutes. I mean, that's incredible. Right? I, that is pretty amazing. I love that. It's pretty embarrassing for the guy that struck out too, you know? <laughs> yeah, it is. And then oh I wanted to ask you something about the NFL Combine because I saw Dan Campbell yeah. came out and said that he doesn't really – he he's going to judge his players that he wants based off of their film and tape instead of yep. just watching them kind of prance around and doing some drills. I mean – do you think that the combine is kind of obsolete now and doesn't really matter? Yes. Or, yeah. Yeah, I do. I think it's lost its luster. I would agree with you. Chris Landry, who was really a guy that um, started the combine and has had a lot to do with it, even agrees with that. So I, I don't see how you can evaluate a player in shorts and a T-shirt, okay, at a combine and equate that to what might go on on an NFL field. I'm with Dan Campbell 100%. You have every snap that the player's taken in high school and college who the hell cares what happens at the combine? The real advantage at the combine, you do get a chance to talk to the individuals, get to know them more and learn more about their personality. I think that's a positive. But as far as all the other stuff, I think it's a bunch of nonsense. Yeah. And then last thing I wanted to touch on, I mean, Connor McDavid, he's got 118 points with 20 yep. games to go. I mean, he's on yep. track to maybe hit 150. And I mean, it's just crazy to think about. I mean, 150 would be a giant accomplishment. I think you said Gretzky hit 200 quite often. So, it's, I mean, nobody's yeah, even it. coming close. Yeah, Gretzky hit 200, I think, three over three times in his career. And you're right. I mean, that's something I don't think we'll ever see again. Connor McDavid is the closest thing to Wayne Gretzky that I've ever seen. And, you know, the Oilers are an exciting team. They play a great brand of hockey. But Connor McDavid, it's just, I say this in all due respect with you being an Oilers fan. It's a shame he plays in Edmonton because he's the real superstar in North America that really not a lot of people know about. Yeah, I mean, that's 100%. I mean, if he had access to all the the media and stuff, like say he played for like the oh. Rangers or something. I oh, mean, my gosh. Wow. Everybody would know his name. I mean, if most people don't know his name already. Yep. But he needs yep. some playoff wins and a Stanley Cup for people yep. to take him more seriously. No question. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you. Yeah, thanks for having me. See ya. My, my pleasure. We got uh, other people that want to get on. Next up on deck is Waggus. Hello, Waggus. Hey, Grant. So, so I was listening to the conversation with you and Ryan, and I just kind of had some questions. So I know Mark Cuban, I believe it was around that late 2020 year, he made a comment. He actually went on live on TV, and they asked him a question about, you know, Black Lives Matter and how it's, you know, um, basically taking a fan base and um, making them – you know, not watch the NBA. And his response to that was, and I quote, uh, well, we have the fans that we need. 
And, you know, that was a pretty big statement. In other words, what he was trying to say is that here, Waggish, okay man, you them. broke up. That's Waggish, you broke up for a couple seconds. Well, stop, stop, stop. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, no, you I broke mean, up for about five you know, seconds. You, yeah. When, you, when he said, when he, okay. you, let me, let's stop for a minute. You, when you broke up, you were yeah. saying, we have all the fans that we need. And then you broke up. So go on after that. What, what, yeah. what were you saying? Yeah. So, so, so basically, I thought that that was a pretty big statement because he was essentially trying to diss the yes. fan base that disagreed with that. He was trying to dismiss them, you know. But, you know, Mark Cuban, I know he's an NBA owner. He's probably not the richest, but he's a very well-known person, right? Because he's, you know, he, he's on TV a lot. So why doesn't he get any backlash? Why is it always Adam that gets backlash? Well, Mark Cuban actually has gotten a lot of backlash, particularly in Dallas. I'll share a story with you. Yeah. Uh, during the last election, uh, I have many friends – that were Dallas Mavericks season ticket holders. I had one friend who actually uh, had floor seats and owned a suite at the arena. And I had many other friends that were premium ticket holders. And after the election, they, re they, they refused to do any business with Mark Cuban and the Dallas Mavericks because of his political stance. Now, I know there are people that bought those tickets because of Luka Doncic and people want to go see Luka. But I will tell you that Mark Cuban has a lot of detractors in a very conservative state, a red state, because right. of his political views and his outspokenness on his political views. I don't agree with that. I've been very open as a New York Giants fan. I don't give a damn who the owners of the New York Giants vote for. I don't care who the mayor votes for. I don't care who right. Tish votes for. I don't really care whether they vote or not. I don't care. I don't. It makes no difference to me. I don't care if they voted for Trump. I don't care if they voted for Biden. I don't care. None of that. Or Clinton. I don't care. I don't it, 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 I, it is not going to change my support of the team at all. But in Dallas, it changed a lot of people. And I will tell you. And again, I'm not saying this based on I think. No, these are my friends that I've spoken to that stopped supporting Mark Cuban because of his political affiliation. Now, as it relates to Black Lives Matter, there's not one owner in the NBA that's going to come out and say anything against Black Lives Matter. OK, they're just not. They're all going to support Black Lives Matter. We get the reason why that is. However, okay, Adam Silver made a very bold move when he came out and said, we went overboard with the Black Lives Matter stuff. And he was right. And he was what he was trying to do. He was trying to lure some of his fans back in that had said, we're done with the NBA. He's the one that took the heat. He's the commissioner. He's the one that said, I need to get our fans back. I'm going to come out and say, we're not going Black Lives Matter all over our arenas anymore. That was very interesting when he did that. Okay, and and I do think the NBA is in a better position now than it was two years ago, but there's still a lot of fans that are gone. In my opinion, going back to what Ryan said was, because there's a lot of corporate sponsorships in 2020, let's just call it what it is, it was a very toxic year um, yep. because it was a you know election year and we had a bunch of stuff going on. Um, and it all started with COVID. This is what I think. I think that corporate, you know, sponsorships of the NBA kind of got backed into a corner and they essentially put the pressure on commissioner because I'm pretty sure that corporate sponsorships, uh, you know, all, all these corporate sponsorships, some representative is probably in contact with the commissioner. And I think initially because he got back to a corner, he did it and then he regretted it. And that's why he came out and, and said that. But I, I would agree with that 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, 
I'm, I mean, it's, yeah, it's whatever. And the reason why I, you know, um, you know, wanting to ask you that, because I know Mark Cuban did say that on TV, but getting back to the game and the experience, I shared something with you on Instagram. I don't know if you saw it, essentially watching the game uh, in a VR headset, like sitting courtside. When we talk about future viewing the game, because the plans are that you can take your friends, right? So, so let's just say, Grant, right. if you wanted to have a watch party, we can have a watch party, right? On that VR. Right. Do you think that, in your opinion, do you think that, how huge do you think that's going to be? You're talking about the technology being yes. at the game? Yes, exactly. Uh, so I, in other words, I, if you wanted to watch a game with us, you know, we all have VR yes. headsets and we're actually sitting next to yes. each other, courtside. Listen, nothing would surprise me anymore. I mean, I was at the World Series at the earthquake game and no one had cell phones. And that was 1989. Okay. Right. And now look at where technology, technology is, is, you know, 30 plus years later. Uh, I mean, or, you know, it, it, who knows what's going to be in 10 years from now? I, I think what we have now, technology wise, which we all think is great, our smartphones and everything. You know, the, what we have in our hand right now is going to be obsolete in 10 years. And there's going to be a whole new thing that we don't even know about that's in the pipeline that doesn't even exist that we're all going to have in 10 years. So, yeah, I could see anything happening, Waggus. I mean, the technological advancement in the world is amazing. I mean, the world has become so small now because of the technological advances. doesn't matter where you are in the world now. Because of the Internet, you can do your work anywhere. You don't have to be in your office. You don't have to even be living in the country that you are a citizen yeah. of. You can go anywhere. You can do your work. You can do it just as well. You can do it sitting on the beach, you know, uh, anywhere. You can do it on a golf course. You know, you can be playing golf over in Dubai and you can be doing business. <laughs> no, really, you can be, yeah, you can be on the golf course. No, I'm just saying you can be playing yeah, golf true. in Dubai and you can be conducting a, uh, a business meeting, you know, in the United States while you're playing golf. I mean. You know, you couldn't do that 10 years ago now. Uh, so who knows what's in the future? Yes, I could see all of this happening. Well, I guess what my question was is obviously you probably never tried it. But I mean, how would you feel about watching a game in a VR headset? I don't even know what it would look like. I know you yeah. sent me that. And I didn't really spend yeah. I didn't really get into it. I've never had a VR headset on. So I'm not really sure what it would look like. I'd have to put it on first and then go from there. So, so I, I can't answer yeah, that question. Yeah. Essentially, when you put it, I, I've never done this. I've just seen right. videos on it. But essentially, once you put that on, right, you're literally yep. sitting courtside. Well, okay, for me, I'll tell you. All right, so I'll, I'll tell you. Okay, you want to know what? Okay, so here's what I would do. Okay. okay, and I really mean this. Give me a VR headset and put me in the cockpit of an Airbus 380. That's what will, that, that's, I would rather do that than have it on courtside. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. No, I'm okay. serious. Right. I'm, no, I'm being honest. I actually didn't uh, think, being, think of it like that. Right. But right. That's, yeah. Yes. That's actually pretty cool. And God knows what you're going to be able to do with the yeah. VR headset. But well, let's I hope I can. Let's cool. hope I can take off and land the plane without a crashing. That would be the first thing that we <laughs> want to do. Okay, because there's over 500 passengers on that plane. So that's the first thing we want to do is make sure that I can land the plane safely. <laughs> Exactly. Um, and, and then the last thing I got is I know you don't want, do you not watch the Kings games, right? I'm not talking about pre, I'm just talking about the actual. I don't want, I don't watch the King. I haven't watched the Kings broadcast uh, since I left. That's correct. Would you, 
uh, watch it if they're on national TV in the playoffs. You know, just yeah, yeah. No, what I mean is, what I mean is, well, 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 what I mean is, I don't watch the Kings television. I don't watch Kings television. Oh, okay. But you actually watch the game. Yeah, whenever I can. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. No, no. I mean, I was just curious. Uh, but I won't uh, watch. I won't watch the local broadcast. I haven't watched the local broadcast since I left. Yeah, I mean, we don't have a choice, but yeah. So yeah, um, I have a choice. Even, yeah, exactly. So all right, all right, Grant. Um, thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you, buddy. Take care. Yeah. Bye, bye. All right, let's move along. Let's get to uh, some more phone calls right here. Been a very uh, entertaining show today with a lot of calls. Hello, Jay. Good afternoon. How are you today? Excellent. Hey, that's good stuff. Hey, you know, Wagnus is on to something. Here's what's going to happen with the, those VR headsets. The teams yep. are going to sell subscriptions to those freaking things. And so now you'll have season tickets, courtside or wherever you want. And and that's Wagus, you're you're totally onto something there, man. And sign me up if you're going to start that startup company because I think the, I think you're onto something there, dude. Um, so that's where so, you think it's going to be, huh, Jay? That's what's going to be the that's the wave uh, of the I future. I think it's going to be an option. Yeah, hundred okay. percent. You okay. know, you know, one of the, uh, you know, you you bring up something interesting. Here, I live in you know the foothills in Sacramento. And um, we don't have the option to have cable where we live. So we have to have satellite. And okay. the, satellite company, the satellite company I have does not have a contract for the Kings games. And it, it, if, the, if the Kings broadcaster, you were on the broadcast, I 100% would have switched satellite providers. I have, I have DISH, and DISH does not have the, the – um, they, they don't have a contract for NBC, NBC Sports. So – I, I literally can't watch the Kings games unless I change providers. And I haven't been incentivized to do that because of the, the crappy broadcasts and my irritation with how the Kings handle things. So I, I literally, you know, I grew up listening to radio. I was a radio guy. So I, I love Gary Gerald. But sure. in my house, in my house, that doesn't necessarily work great. So I follow, I follow all the Kings games on the internet. And okay. I, and at, at first that was really awkward, you know, but but you kind of get used to it and, you know, and being so familiar with the game, it, 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 you know, I now enjoy, I enjoy it and I can kind of multitask while I watch the game and that's, and, and I, and I've changed my habits of, of doing that. Um, and, you know, so to, to some of the points that, that Ryan's made about, you know, how some of that's going to some, to some degree, that's, I think that's true, but, but also, you know, to piggyback off what Ryan said, I think both the NBA and the NFL can walk back some of their wokeness without making major statements. You know, it was great when Adam Silver did his thing. I went too far, but I think they both can walk it back a little bit just with being subtle. You know, the, the things with the advertising and the, or the, the statements in the end zones, you know, all the NBA, all the NFL has to do to transition away from that is put a sponsorship there instead, you know, so it doesn't have to yep. be over the top, but it's just kind of slow. It, it, they can transition out of it without, without lose it, without vote, you know, verbally coming out and saying, we're making this right turn, you know, we're going to go in a different direction. They can just kind of, they can just do things. And um, I, I, I think both those sports need to sit down and look at it and, and make those subtle transitions um, because they do it anyways. I mean, they've been doing it for years anyways, and it with, with, with non-political stuff. It's just how it's gone, and they can do the same thing. Um, but anyways, a couple, couple other quick thoughts. With the 49ers quarterback situation, you know, with Purdy's surgery being delayed, um, 
you know, coming off of, of that kind of surgery, it's it, it, the 49ers got to be worried about, hey, are we going to have, when is he going to be a viable quarterback? You know, what's up with Lance? You know, what's up with Garoppolo? Uh, do you see the 49ers maybe bringing in um, a veteran to be part of that? Do you see him? I think they have to. I think they have to. I don't, I don't think there's any way they can start the season without a veteran quarterback on their roster. I really don't. Yeah, I saw something about uh, that um, uh, Aaron Rodgers was was saying the 49ers weren't going to be an option. Um, and, yeah, he and, said that at Pebble Beach. Well, he said that when he was playing at Pebble Beach a couple of weeks ago when he was asked. He said it, he said it's not going to be San Fran is what he said when someone asked him where he's playing next year. Okay, and probably salary cap things probably is the yes. primary. Co- yeah, yes. Yeah, 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 100%. All right, man. Well, it was great. It was great catching up with you. I, oh, the other thing I want to tell you is as soon as your shirts are available on your website, you know, that may be the thing that gets me back in, in Goldwyn Center. I have not been there since. And I will guarantee you, I will bring as many folks. I'll fly my freaking son and his 10 best friends up from Phoenix and we'll put shirts on everybody and take up a whole freaking row in, in uh, Golden One Center. You're the best. So. Well, Thank you. It's going to be any to day. I, 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 I'm just waiting for the uh, sales permit from the state, which should be today. And as soon as I get that, it will be I'm good to go and I'll announce it. But you're the best, Jay. I appreciate your support. All right, man. Have a good have a good chat. Looking forward to tomorrow night. Listen to your, your uh, halftime postgame show. Thank you. Appreciate right, it. Take, take care. Bye bye now. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, let's get to uh, Rich right here on Listen Up. Hey, Rich, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good, Grant. How are you this this afternoon? Good, thank you. Well, it's almost this evening there where you're at, right? <laughs> there you go, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> anyway, I got a, a couple things. Uh, I'm, I'm really, <laughs> you know, you're talking about watching coverage and this and that. Of course, me me living it here in San Diego, uh, when the Clippers and the Lakers are on, I I, I watch there. You know, I I I'm actually I, I can't even see Sacramento's coverage. You know, which uh, it's not a big deal to me, man. I just got to see the game. But uh, but I'm I'm kind of bummed though. Tomorrow tomorrow night's tomorrow night's game. I'm really looking forward to that game. But uh, months ago, I got tickets uh, to take my wife to see the Eagles tomorrow night here in San Diego. Oh, well, so, that's good. You know what? Don't yes. worry about it. You'll have you have many other yeah. games you can watch. Well, I'm going to I'm going to record it. So you know, so don't okay. don't you know don't send me any messages, okay, about what's going on. Okay, right? I'll make that's, sure I won't send you any messages, Rich. Yeah, I want I yes. wanted to warn you about that, okay, because I I, I don't well, what well, you could I, do, you could, you, but but I but I have a solution, <laughs> but I have a solution for you, okay? okay? All right, you could go you could go to the concert and turn your phone off, right? 
You know, you, you could you actually have the ability on your yeah. on your mobile device. There's a right. off on. You can actually yeah. you can actually you you are you are. You, I can power it. I know off. this is hard to believe. You can <laughs> actually know. power it off. Yes, you can do that. Yeah, I might have to stop and take a quick video though and send it to you. You know, with a concert. Well, you know, just so you know what you're missing what, out what, on. Then I'll well, send it off. I love the Eagles. I've been to many. I've been to many Eagles concerts over the uh -huh. years. Uh, yeah. So you don't have to do that because I. But but if you want to, <laughs> okay. you can. All right. But God forbid you would see the score of the game and ruin I your know. night. So I really don't no. want you to do that. No, I I, I know that I, I've been. It, it pissed me off though when I heard that. If, I go, oh my God, that's the same night that they're you know. And uh, anyway, the well, I'll tell you one thing. I'll make I'll make a I'll make a prediction. Okay, you ready? I'm going to make a prediction. Okay. Okay. The game. This Friday night will not be as exciting as the game that was played between the two teams last <laughs> yeah. Friday night. <laughs> yeah, that you know what? That's a pretty damn good prediction. I'll have to I'll have to yep. give you that. So one. go uh, enjoy yeah. the concert, buddy. You enjoy yeah. the concert. Okay. And uh one other thing. If I do if I because I swear about fifty percent of, of music venues or concerts that I go to here with first, you know, decent big names like that, I run into Bill Walton. So, it, and I know well, you, you, you told me a while back to say hello to Bill and I haven't seen yes, him. You tell Bill you that you're that. Of my, yes, so, you tell yeah. Bill that you're a friend of mine and I say yeah. hello. We're getting ready to take a trip to Phuket and all that bullshit. No. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, Bill, if it's, if Bill yeah. probably won't be at the concert if it's not the Grateful Dead. So. No, you know. no, no, no. I've seen him. I've seen it in, in okay. two or three other. Yeah. Yeah. I saw right. him at Marshall Tucker Band and I saw him. I saw okay. Boss Gags. I've seen it a few different concerts. But right. uh, you let him know I said hello. Yeah, yeah. One last thing before you before you let me go. Okay, I, I want to share this with you. I found out this little yep. thing this morning about uh, uh, you know this is kind of on the topic that history repeats itself. Did you hear about that game last night with the Bulls and uh, and Detroit? Yes, yes, I did. I did. Okay, so yes, so <laughs> they were celebrating. Chris Weber's 50th birthday yesterday. So, mm -hmm. so, so they, and, 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 and so doing that, they called a timeout when they didn't have one. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So I don't know what to say. I didn't know. And on that note, we just lost you. Maybe you turn your phone off too early instead of turning it off tomorrow. You just turned it off. Then I just literally lost you, Rich. Wow. Maybe you're back in Phuket and you're not telling me. Oh, no, Phuket, you came in great. All right, good good stuff, Rich. Good talking to you, man. Hey, good show today. Really enjoyed this, and we'll wrap up the week tomorrow. Uh, and don't forget, also tomorrow, as we get to Dorian, pre, half, and post-game show. Hello, Dorian. How are you? Hey, Grant. I, I hope I'm doing really awesome, man. I just really wanted to uh, get my thoughts out there and just add to the conversation. Yeah. Uh, great show today. Great job, everyone. Everyone that's – Thank uh, you called in and uh i think connor danzy has a lot of potential grant what do you think i think he has he needs to have his own stream or he needs to have his own sports show one day this guy's got some good potential he's got great sports knowledge yeah his knowledge is through the roof no question about it yeah connor grant i think sports you know I, i'll be 30 in april so i i in my lifetime you know um obviously playing sports but basketball football and baseball and you know having to play in college and watching all these pro days for my teammates and you know deandre being with the bolts now or the chargers i think sports are becoming more and more devalued just because and this is my opinion and someone that's a business owner someone that's very into technology and just very into entrepreneurship i in my perspective i think that sports are becoming more and more devalued just because of the age of tiktok of instagram 
of YouTube. I really believe that more people aren't necessarily fixated on sports teams. They're fixated more on sports figures like LeBron James, like all these other different big athletes. And I, I, I really think that, you know, with Waggis, what he said with virtual technology and, you know, with Metaportal and all these other different, you know, virtual technology devices, I really believe that the future is going to be you're going to be sitting at home with some sort of glasses or some sort of virtual technology to where yep. you're going to be able to have subscriptions to where you're going to be able to have access to locker room stuff without even being inside the locker room, being in courtside, just because I think technology is becoming more and more factor in sports. I think more and more people are going to college college less. So I think that's going to be a really big factor too in sports in the future, because more and more people, at least right now are deciding that college isn't for them and they're doing more trade school stuff. So that's going to be really yep. interesting to how the future is going to you know how and how sports are going to be affected just because i think more younger people know more tiktokers they know more youtubers than i think they know yeah. more athletes so i think younger, you're right younger people nowadays if you see you know besides lebron james besides kobe bryant i think they can identify these big tiktokers and YouTubers and people on Instagram, then they can't athletes now. It's really interesting to see how the shift. I think you're right. Yeah, it's really interesting I think you're to see right. how the shift in media is being portrayed now and how it's so much more different. I think for people in your age bracket, Grant, where sports were so valuable and Sports Center and uh, all these other different shows, how media was consumed back then, it's just much more different than it is in my age bracket or even the younger generation just because, you know, Twitter and highlights and, you know, now people just don't have the patience anymore to sit and watch a two and a half, three hour game. They'd rather watch a 10 minute highlight, you know, game. So yep. it's just really, true. I just wanted to get my thoughts out there as a business owner and someone that's very uh, entrepreneurial. So yep. thank you so much for taking my call. Thank you, Dorian. Good hearing from me. And I think you hit it right on the head. I think you are absolutely uh, spot on. Good show today, everybody. Enjoyed it. Don't forget, we'll wrap up the week tomorrow. And then we got... Uh, Ryan, with the pregame show on YouTube, halftime and postgame, I'll join him as well as the Kings take on the Clippers. Hey, you have a great rest of your Thursday. Really enjoyed today's show right here on Listen Out. Bye-bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.